Okay, uh, we're ready. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom, as one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Yes. 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 Yay. Yeah. <laughs> that's the no, next that's, one. That's the next one. So although we live in a world full of sequels, prequels, remakes and reboots, occasionally we'll be going to see something that's none of these. Today we went to see the critically acclaimed Parasite, a Korean drama comedy directed by Bong Joon-ho. Bong Dramedy? Dr- dramedy. Black, black dramedy. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm getting Social that name right satire. from the director. I apologise. The, the name... Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. There you go. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to pronounce it. Um... But yeah, so this you may have heard of this. So it's basically it's doing all the rounds at the moment in the in the um, award ceremonies between this and nineteen seventeen. Yeah, but then the difference is, I guess, is that this one's been around for a while because it won the Palm Door at Cannes, which is like in May. Yeah, but it's only just now coming out here in the UK for like general release. Off the back of now, that is the fact that it's getting all the award buzz. Yeah, so it's one of those. It's it's the film that's like. Doing all the rounds in like review circuits and yeah. like critiques and well, critics as well. And like everybody is like, this is one of the best films of 2019, despite the fact it wasn't on general release until 2020. Not for us anyway, no. Um, but it's. Uh, it's hard to describe. Yeah. Well, it's like, so it's essentially, I, yeah. in one sentence, I would describe it as a. Comedy, a black comedy drama, yeah, about the state of society. Yeah, in, it's class. In South Korea. It's a commentary on class. It's it's a yeah. the haves and the have nots. But it kind becomes of... a lot more prevalent with that yeah. later on, yeah. and it becomes further entrenched the more it goes on. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that it definitely sets up this dichotomy or a dissection of a particular society. In this case. Korean society, but I think the reason that it's done so well and the reason that it's like doing well with Western audiences and getting Western, you know, um, award ceremonies is that it, you could, in theory, transpose the same story into any mm-hmm. culture. Like, I could see the same story working in a British setting or an American yeah. setting quite easily because the basic premise of it is, is that you have a, a, poor family, a family living in poverty who are all unemployed in Korea. And they, one of them gets a job as a tutor for a rich family and then slowly integrates each member of his family to get another job as a servant in this rich house, essentially. There's more to it than that. There are further twists and there's a particular moment sort of about midway through the film where things Things... get more complicated. Yeah. Um, But to start out with, it's like a bit of a caper. It's like a bit of a... Yeah. And 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 it's funny. You're really behind these people as well. And you're like, oh, isn't this lady a bit silly? And this guy's a bit funny? And this guy's a bit quirky? And it feels like a a sort of comedy of errors, sort of almost Shakespeare, like everyone's pretending to be someone they're not. Yeah. But they're all like playing their parts. And it's kind of like almost Ocean's Eleven... Everyone's everyone's got a part yeah. to play, and everyone's got like cover stories, and they're but they're all doing it really well, and like it's like a long form heist. Yeah, exactly. So much that they've all conned their way in just yeah. to experience this home. It's like a con artist type film, yeah. And you're watching each one of them play their roles and do their mm. own individual cons, which is part of a bigger con. Yeah. And then it there's a twist, and then things get more complicated. But it's it the first half completely. So all I knew about it was that basic premise about the idea of a poor family sort of infiltrating a 
um, rich home. Yeah. That's it. That's all I knew. And Same. so when, when it first started off in the first sort of, you know, hour of it, I guess, the first half of the movie, I was just caught off guard by how sort of just light and fun it felt. Yeah. Like I was just having a really good time and it was like, yeah. it was like, oh, this is this is not as intense as I thought it was going to be. This no, is this the is, same. This is absolutely ah, oh, this is a lot more relaxed than I thought. And then about midway through, it gets really, it really starts, tense. Yeah. The, <laughs> really the, quickly. The thing is, like you was you said earlier that there's a twist. I don't think that there's a twist. I think that there's a There's an extra layer added. Yeah. Like things start to get added the further you go through. Mm. And you're like, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Like it starts off and it's a little bit more of a sort of an examination of class mm. in there. And then the protagonist, well, the how I would describe the protagonist, but not how everyone else is describing the protagonist, mm. is sort of sits down and literally talks to somebody at one point and says, why would you choose someone like me? to do this and then there's an explanation in there and you're like oh okay i see i see what's happening here yeah and then it starts to unfold Mm. and it's just this really slowly unfurling sort of thing and then every time it opens up it's like there's another layer and you're like oh okay yeah okay and then you start becoming quite uncomfortable yeah and it starts making you question yourself about different things and you're like oh this is like there's some really dishonest points in there and you're yeah. like, like the whole time that I sat there, I'm like, these people have infiltrated an innocent family. Like nobody's at fault here. Like the wealthy family are not at fault. No, they're at fault because they're wealthy. Yeah. And it's, it's like money is the problem yeah. and status is the problem and what they have is the problem, but not the, the people themselves because the people themselves are, fairly innocent yeah um yeah for the most part like i thought they were going to do that like particularly with the husband i mm. thought they were going to sort of they, like he because at one point he's with his driver and i thought he would like take him to some you know strip club or his mistress or something it would be turned yeah. out that he is also a bad bloke but they don't do that Mm-mm. which is interesting and that's like well we were lucky enough actually to see a um a q a with the director afterwards that was sort of live streamed yeah. to a number of different cinemas around the uk um, and one of the things he was saying there is that Curzon, yeah, thank you very much, Curzon. Um, one of the things he was saying is that is that everyone's morally grey in this. There's no, he didn't want it to be a clear, defined good, good versus bad. And I think that works for the most part. <clears throat> I think there are a couple of instances though where his leaning is a bit clearer. You can see which yeah. way which way he really thinks and where the sympathy really is. There's one particular moment I'm thinking of, but to say what it is would be a spoiler. Um, yeah, but yeah, what is? Yeah, it is. There are moments and things shift and change and sort of slide one under the next. Yeah, like I can see why it's like getting this acclaim. Yeah, definitely. because it is. I can't really find the words to describe it is no, it's like l- this really intricate pattern that's sort of woven the more you pull out the more that you pull away from it the more you see and the more that's exposed as you see of it mm. the better it becomes until it gets to the end and you're like you think about where this started yeah. and you're like 
we've come so far. Yeah, yeah. Like from where this begins to where it ends and what happens in the middle. Yeah. And then there's like a false ending. And oh fuck yeah! Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that is hard to talk honestly, about without spoiling? It is really hard to talk about without spoiling him. But what I want to talk about is like the performances that you'll see in it as well. Yeah, are like there. There's sometimes well often, and it's you know a fairly standard thing that you'll see is that these things can be lost in translation because mm. other languages can't. We don't have the same diction or dialect or same sort of tonality to the way that yeah, we speak and, in certain and films. Part of the, I, thought I always find it when watching any f- foreign films, you do lose some of the performance because you're reading. You're mm. not actually watching their face as they're delivering the yeah. line. You're reading what they're saying. So you'd but miss that a little bit. But I feel, didn't find it with this No, at all, these guys like, were so good. Every single member of this cast is so yeah. good. Um, I don't want to butcher their names, <laughs> but like, like they are incredible, all of them. Um and they're sympathetic, and at the same time, you, yeah, you can understand everything from everyone's point of view, and it's mm. it's such a well written film in that sense. Um, and yeah, I think it is brilliant. It is really it is really good, and I would definitely recommend. It. Please, a lot of people will be put off by the idea that it's a Korean film, and it's like mm. this. But I genuinely think that the fact that it's Korean doesn't really matter. It could be told. No, it's yeah. any any sort of society could tell the same story. And you'll laugh, you'll be sort of traumatised by I it would towards the end. So definitely, like, one of the things I enjoyed about this the most was seeing the reactions of everybody else in the yeah. cinema as well. and everyone was having a great time. Well, like, everyone had a great time, and then when things happened that were a bit darker, everyone reacted again. Yeah. And it is a good, it's an experience of a film to see with an audience. Hmm. Um, it's one of the, sort of the, what, the, one of the only times that I've been in a cinema and it's finished, and the whole audience has gone. Yeah. Like, and I'm not exaggerating yeah. here. Like people didn't just start talking and immediately pull out their phones as you would get with most other films. Yeah. There was like an audible outgasp yeah. of noise. Because of I think for the, just for the last like, hour of the movie, you don't breathe. No. Like there's a whole particular se- section where it's about whether someone's going to get discovered or not. And they're hiding. And yeah. I won't say any more than that, but it's, again, I think like the reason it works so well is not, he's got the performances, but also the direction and the way that he was able to, because the majority of it, like sort of 80% of it takes place in this house, mm-hmm. in this very like amazing looking house, but he does a really great job of like, you understand exactly the geography of that house and how it all works. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of um, the Overlook Hotel. The fact that it feels like that, like I can't tell where the set ends. Do you know what I mean? This feels mm-hmm. like you are actually just filming in a real location. Yeah, that stairway connects to that, and he does a really good job. Like there are scenes where people are like carrying trays through and stuff, and that becomes really important later on in the movie. Yeah, when people are hiding around corners or hiding in different places, and you got and you understand exactly who can see who at what point. Yeah, and it's and it's so well like staged i guess because it yeah. could have been like there's something else they talked about in the q a is that it could have been a stage play yeah um and it's really interesting that he talked about that but then he also said you know there were certain things and i started he was writing it and then decided yeah i'm already thinking about what shots i would use yeah and i realized that i can't do this as a stage play i've got to do it yeah. as a film and that's one of the things i enjoyed about this is the way that because this is like a like a class metaphor mm. 
It's so metaphorical. It's so metaphorical. I was literally about to say it. Like there's there is a joke early on that is directly pointing a finger at the audience and being like, "Get it? You're better than this." <laughs> like we're gonna make a joke of you saying, "Oh, it's such a metaphor." I'm going to take that thought that you've got in your head and I'm going to put it over here because it's very obvious and you're being silly. <laughs> think a bit think a bit more about this. Yeah. But then when you realize that the stuff and you go when oh, someone I really want to talk about. So basically the way that the film is structured so the, the family the poor family, shall mm. we say, are live in what's called a semi basement. Yeah. Which is partially like majority of it is below ground yeah except for a window where they can just see the outside world yeah which is a very obvious metaphor in itself true but it's real they they and it's that's real and that's korea cool. that's the whole thing yeah. yeah and then but then when you get to the house the way that the house is built is that the first thing you get to is the garage mm. you get to the street and then the garage and then you go up the stairs to the house and you're at the ground floor where all the staff are where you see the driver, where you see the tutor, and yeah. where you see the housekeeper. And then majority of this is like focused on this middle ground. Yeah. And it's only when people are really entrusted by this family do they go upstairs. Yeah. And even then they stick out because they are fraudulent. fraudulent. So it's very obvious that they don't belong there. Yeah. But the family are just wafting around like obviously as they own the place yeah but then the poorer family don't and then you think the way that things are shot so the poorer family when they're upstairs are shot from below yeah yeah and the wealthy family are shot from like a mid to normal level that you would expect and it's just this really again like going to like the subtle intricacies of it as Mm. well and like shamefully one thing i would say is i didn't really pick up on a score that much like there was a score there but yeah. it wasn't as oppressive as or um in it's sort of powerful as a next thing that we're going to do yeah. as the next yeah but, that we've but got. yeah that's that's a whole but that's a thing. whole different thing yeah but that's what i mean is that this film is the way that things are shot and framed and like you see like a shot from the outside looking in and it's very dark and very enclosed and it's very tight. It feels, feels very claustrophobic. But then when you see everything from the inside out, everything's so bright except for the one scene where there's yeah. a very high tension scene. Yeah. But all the rest of the time, everything's beautiful outside. Yeah. And it's just this... Again, it's the claustrophobia, which is what they mentioned it in the Q&A, but because a lot of these films that he makes are in that style. But it's just so amazingly built. Yeah. And And it's such an experience to take on board, and it's such a a whole package. Yeah, it's like every single thing has been thought about, even like the the most basic things are like, yeah, like you say, you contrast the the two houses and one of them is they're looking up through a, like, through a barred window mm. and they can just see a glimpse of the, of the outside. Whereas you go to the other place and it's a full floor to ceiling window everywhere you go, mm-hmm. you can see a fuel, full vista and it's like, it's and, and, and garden, even, like... but even the fact that they are shot in opposite directions, if you see what yeah. I mean. So if you're the, the house from the poor people is shooting from left to right, but the the one from the rich guys is always from right to left. Mm. So they're always like they're staring across the city at each other. Yeah. 
And it, yeah, it's just, it's all those little things. Like he's clearly, every single element of it has been thought about meticulously yeah. and put together. And it is brilliant. And mm. I, yeah, definitely don't be put off by the, the whole subtitles no. thing. Don't Go, wait for the American, the inevitable American. Uh, yeah, that's remake. what I was worried about. It's like, as I was saying earlier, the the theme of it and the, the basic story is something that could be transposed to Western. Well, and, I think it is already being. Tapped. They've already talked about it, but just it, I feel like, yeah, it won't be the same. Yeah, or even if it is, you know, I mean, with the right actors and stuff, you could make a great film in the English language, but it would just be a, following a template or something that's already been done. Yeah pretty much perfectly so why well, yeah, would you like, yeah like why why even do it so i would say go and see this now or already like, being developed oh fuck's sake of course it is of course it is um oh yeah it's gonna be re- remade as a tv series yeah i was thinking i heard about that tv series mm. well i you know as we always say you don't have to watch it you can always enjoy the original yeah true and um, i think that you should i think it's you i think if you're even thinking about watching the American version, you owe it to everybody involved in this to watch. Absolutely. Um, and I would hope that it would find an audience. I'm hoping that maybe it will get like a release on Netflix. Because yeah. I know he's, uh, the director's worked with him before on that. What was, the, what was it called? The thing with the pig? Okia. Okia. Mm. Yeah, that was the last movie he made before this was mm. that, which was made on Netflix about the giant pig. It was a very weird film. Yeah, um, like genetically engineered. Yeah. Um, but he's got that pre-existing relationship with Netflix, and then that, given that they're all like about the award ceremonies at the moment, and you know, with Marriage yeah. Story and all the rest of it, you would hope that it would mean they would be the right place to distribute it, which means that people would get onto it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, hopefully it would find that audience by having it be accessible to people, and then people will discover just how good it is. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's Parasite. Yeah, it's it's everything that you would want from a film yeah. it's amazingly acted it's amazingly put together it's funny it's tense it's, it's the, like it's everything yeah like say yeah. it, 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 it's it the entire package of that you would need to sit down and expect from a film yeah it's that the only thing that people might be afraid of is, is subtitled yeah and if you don't want to see a subtitled film, I don't really want to talk to you because <laughs> okay it's just you're closing so much off yeah like, and the director himself has said, I think when he was accepting one of his thousand, I think it's 177 awards, it's one. Oh, yeah. Or as he was accepting one of those, he said, if people can just get past oh, that yeah, little two was, inch barrier. Is it the Golden Globe? That was it. It was like, there's a two inch barrier at the bottom of the screen, which is a subtitle. If you can just get past that barrier, you'll open up a whole new world to yourself. Yeah. And, it's, and it's fair. And I mean, you and I say that and criticize, but this is probably the first time on this podcast we've covered a foreign language film mm-hmm. so we're just as guilty of it as mo- a lot of other people so well, yeah i mean it's difficult because I mean, we we, don't, you don't get a lot of mainstream released no you don't because there isn't the market for films. it but i feel like I so mean, that's we're in why... a more convenient location now we live in a lighthouse rather than an oil rig yeah that we can get to a smaller more independent more internationally friendly cinema yeah well i mean like i say the, the light that you Tend to your duties and the light is mine. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say about that. I'm just going to keep doing what I do. And you need to respect me more. It's bad luck to kill a seabird. <laughs> anyway, right, back to uh, Parasite, though. Yeah, I genuinely think, like, you should... I think you owe it to yourself. Like, because there's so much out there, so much... 
wider spectrum spectrum of films that people are too ignorant of. And this is me getting a little bit on my soapbox here, like like Japanese cinema, especially yeah. Korean cinema. Uh, like, well, we did like uh, Train to Busan. Did we do that on the podcast? Did we do an episode on that? I don't think we, we did an tra- episode it? on it, although we did watch it, and it is wicked. See, so Train to Busan. You want to see a good zombie movie? What's Train to Busan? Mm. That is a great, and it's that's Korean as well, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, and I, we we discovered that on um, Amazon, but that was getting a lot of sort of buzz when we watched that. That is a great like zombie movie, genuinely yeah. really good. Um, yeah, but it is it's yeah, definitely seek these things out. I mean, you get things like you got like French films like Le Hound, for example, mm. like an amazing French film that people won't have seen because it's subtitled. Yeah, or you get so many different films especially like american remakes of these subtitled films yeah. they lose a lot of like i feel like caliber i feel like the the sort of the a good sort of training ground i guess for that is just watch inglorious bastards which we did cover yeah because there's whole huge long sections of that that are in subtitles mm-hmm. is it any worse because of that no no some of the best scenes in that film haven't got a word of english so no, spoken absolutely. Like the whole opening sequence with the um with the jew hunter and then the whole sequence when they're in the bar, mm-hmm. everything's done in German or in French. Yeah. And you're completely engrossed. And I would say the films like with the ones we saw, you know, Parasite and the other ones we've been talking about are j- that great. They're just not as mainstream because they're yeah. not made by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Go and see them. But then again, like, yeah, like stuff like you'll see like the much the greatly memed downfall. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is like the last days of Hitler in his bunker. That's another subtitled film that's like spectacular. Yeah. And then another thing that we, we've got coming up, spoiler alert, is Battle Royale. Yeah. And like Infernal Affairs. Like Infernal Affairs is was this the... massive franchise in, Jap- um, in Japanese cinema. Yeah. That spun off into America and after about 10 years got made into The Departed. Which is Which, arguably one of Scorsese's best things yeah, he's ever done. And that's the thing. And we're not saying that like, inherently American remakes aren't necessarily bad because then no. you, that's a great example of where they've taken source material from a foreign language mm-hmm. film and turned it into something else. They've gone, right, yeah. you know, what if you had that same story but set it in Boston and have it directed by Martin Scorsese? Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's like if, imagine, again, with Parasite, I would imagine them going, right, imagine if you gave that script and that story to Charlie Brooker. Mm-hmm. Well, not even like Charlie like, Brooker. Jump. He'd like set that film in um, in LA. Yeah. Like now, because they give the, it to the, Jordan the, like, Peele. Yeah, give it to Jordan Peele, or set that film in like what well, Boston again, like yeah. in Massachusetts, somewhere like that, or just any point where there, there is this big, big disparity gap. Put it in London. Imagine London, what yeah, you anyway. see in London, like and how it would work from there. I mean, it would suit with. Big, I would imagine it being like a big manor house, like Downton Abbey style, and then the, yeah, yeah. The, the people who get themselves in are like just people from like a council estate somewhere in the middle in central London, hmm. um, and like yeah, his Oxford mate throws him a bone because he's his weed dealer or something. I can look yeah. yeah, yeah, see yeah. that. You can see any sort of like. There's always going to be like yeah. that, but that's why it's Life. it works. That's why it's so universal, and that's yeah. why it's doing as well as it is. Yeah, because it works everywhere. Because the the premise of it is so basic that yeah. it's functionally yeah. suited to any audience. And there are certain like elements of it where they talk, you know, that that is quite specific to Korea. Like at one point, there's a whole thing where she, there's some a character takes the piss out of Kim Jong Un, 
and there's a oh, whole yeah. there's a whole secret. They they mention North Korea a couple of times and the threat of North Korea, but it's window dressing. It's not the story isn't about that, so it's not no. really that important. The fact that it's Korean doesn't really matter. Yeah, but also like if you have any sort of cultural awareness, you'll understand that North Korean TV presenters are yeah like these very weird robotic yeah people that are literally at gunpoint yeah. sometimes. Um, but yeah. I think overall, right, I think we are just going to keep banging on about how fucking amazing this yeah. film is. Um, but yeah, I absolutely, absolutely go and see it. I think everybody owes it to themselves and to the makers of this film to go and see this. Yeah, It's going to be on a wider release from, I think it's next week. I think it comes we've out got, like officially on like the 7th. Yeah, we've got a preview screening for it because we've got to go to the Q&A as well. Um, but yeah, so we've also got a couple of other sort of independent things coming up as well. So the next thing that we're going to yep. talk about is The Lighthouse. Yeah. And another one that we are almost certainly both going to see and talk about is going to be Queen and Slim. Oh, shit. Fuck, there's so much to watch. So, and also like a bit of a... Um, I'm committing this to the recording, so we have to go and see them. Uh, there's also a bit of a sleeper hit in the one of 20th Century's last films they put out with Underwater. And then we've got Harley Quinn. You really? Well. I feel like you're trying to bury that. We are seeing. I don't that. care about it. I know it's, you don't. I don't care. It's just neon nonsense. But I'm it sure might... it's going to be fun. I'm Ka- sure it's going to be fun. That but... director, Kathy Wan, is. Yeah, and I'm sure it's yeah. going to be fun, and I'm sure it's going to be loud and brash and exciting. And but like, but yeah, it's like... okay to have fun at cinema. I know, and but that's the, the last thing, couple like... of the last couple of things we've seen have been really. Intense. Yeah, and it's okay to just and have something on a that's fun. Bit of a thing about watching really bleak stuff. Yeah, at well, the just give yourself a break no. halfway through that and watch just a crap popcorn movie. Yeah. It's okay. And like, I'm really enjoying it though. Like, yeah, seeing some really bleak things and yeah. being like, oh god, I hate everything. I watched The Rover the other day. Oh god, that's Fuck. Patterson as well, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus. Anyway, right, we're going to talk about something else now. So, <laughs> thanks for listening for this. Go and see Parasite if you get a chance. Um, and we'll see you in the next episode. If you have seen Parasite, let us know what you think. Yeah. You can find us at all the usual places, the Oncast Pod on, uh, at the Oncast Pod on Gmail is the email address. Uh, uh, wait, you did that wrong. The Oncast Pod at gmail.com. That's what I said, isn't it? No, you said at the Oncast Pod. Oh, fuck you can find us at the Oncast Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. And the Oncast Pod at gmail.com is our email. Right, all that stuff that you just said. <laughs> um, and yeah, so let us know what you think if you've seen it. In the meantime, we're going to crack on and talk about another film. Yes. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. A Korean drama, drama, there, there, rubbish. <laughs>